بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا وحبيبنا ونبينا محمد وعلى آله وأني عن نفسي she is the one who is trying to tempt me and she is the one who approached me she is the one who came to me but of course is his word against her, her word and it's a man and a woman so and at the same time it's the master and the slave so of course from every angle her position is stronger Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says وَالشَّهِدَ شَاهِدٌ مِّنْ أَهْلِهَا a person from her family witnessed who was that person there are two opinions or more but there are mainly two opinions between the Mufassireen one is there was an infant who talked and others say no it was an adult who was a wise man from the family experienced person an elder person in the family who mentioned this uh, or who witnessed uh, on uh, on his behalf so regardless of who it was that person's witness was accepted what did that person say in kana qamisuhu qudda min qubulin fasadaqat wa huwa min alkadhibin if the shirt is ripped from the front then she is speaking the truth and he is lying wa in kana qamisuhu qudda min dubur and if his shirt is ripped from the back then فكذبت وهو من الصادقين she is lying and he is speaking the truth when they looked at the shirt it was ripped from the back which means he's running away and she is pulling him if it is from the front then he is going towards her and she is pulling the shirt from the front but if she is pulling from the back why would you pull him from the back so that was a clear sign and right there he knew and he said yusuf a'rid an hadha yusuf overlook this forget about it and he says to his wife wastaghfiri li dhanbik you seek forgiveness for your sin innaki kuntu min al-khati'in you are a sinner you are a wrongdoer so it's your mistake i know and it's very clear and they just finished the case over there but what happened is other people started talking about it how did other people start talking about it how many people are there there were three people and there is a fourth person the person who witnessed shahida shahidun min ahliha which means there is more than these three people who know but at the same time we know what is yusuf alayhi salatu wassalam's position in the house he's asleep it's the house of a minister so of course it can be just a small house it's a castle there is a person to cook there is a person to clean there are people who will take care of the gardening and so many slaves and workers over there so of course everyone is aware and everyone is talking about something so the word went out as the word went out people in other families started talking which means in their relatives and you remember their position so men other ministers and their wives and everyone knows started talking about it when the wife of aziz which means the uh, woman who approached yusuf alayhi salatu wassalam when she found out that there are other women who are talking about me she says i'm going to teach them a lesson 
So she invited all of them. Arsalat ilayhim. And she prepared a meal for them. And what she did was, she prepared a type of food where you will have to keep on cutting with a knife and eat it. So she gave everyone knife, set the table and everything, and everyone is sitting with a knife and she said the food is coming. And most probably it will be Yusuf or other slaves or other workers that are there come in with the food. And she said to Yusuf come. Of course, come doesn't mean he's going to just be walking by for a show. She must have given him the food or something that come bring it. He comes into the room and as these women looked at Yusuf they had never seen a human being like this. And Akbarnahu she were taken aback. They all were taken aback. And وَقُلْنَ حَاشَ لِلَّهِ مَا هَذَا بَشَرًا إِنْ هَذَا إِلَّا مَلَكٌ كَرِيمٌ They said, SubhanAllah, glory be to Allah. This is not a human being. This is just a noble angel. And they cut their own hands. They're holding the knives in their hand. They cut their hands. This is how shocked they were. Seeing Yusuf alayhi salatu wasalam, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, when he narrated the incident of Mi'raj, he said, I met Yusuf alayhi salatu wasalam, فَإِذَا هُوَ أُعْطِيَ الشَّطْرَ الْحُسْنِ He is giving, given half of the beauty of any human being, which means if you put all the beauty of all human beings together, half of it was given to, is given to Yusuf alayhi salatu wasalam, and the other half is distributed to everything else in this world. But sometimes, some of these things that a person has, good qualities that you have, they become a source of difficulty. And this is generally the rule in this world, that good qualities are the ones that draw attention. It could be hasad, jealousy, it could be hatred, it could be just evil eye, drawing attention. You know, you walk out of the door. You see a lot of birds and so many birds that are just of one color, the dark color, and there is one colorful bird. Who would you go for? You keep on looking at the colorful one. See, the color of this bird, the bird may be proud between all the birds. Look at my colors. I have red, I have blue, I have yellow. But that color will draw attention. And if anyone was to hunt any of these birds, try to catch one of these birds, it will be that colorful bird. There may be another bird. doesn't have those colors. But the whistling, the sound is so beautiful. You enjoy it. You say, I need this one. See? So, and this is something that we have to remember Good qualities draw attention and that many times brings difficulties to a person. Jealousy, hatred, evil eye, or at least, at least that everyone is on the hunt of this person. Everyone is on the hunt. Just like you're trying to hunt these birds and nice, oh, you see a rabbit, white, nice rabbit. That's the one you want to catch. See? But of course, through this, it doesn't mean that make dua, Allah, don't give me no good quality. Through this, 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala elevates the person's status also. And through this, the good qualities of the person get known by others. Because when the person who's jealous, he will talk against this person, other people will find out the good qualities of this person. There is a well-known poem in Arabic that says, وَإِذَا أَرَادَ اللَّهُ نَشْرَبْ فَضِيلَةٍ طُوِيَتْ وَإِذَا أَرَادَ اللَّهُ نَشْرَبْ فَضِيلَةٍ طُوِيَتْ أَتَارْحَ لَهَا لِسَانَ حَسُودِ When Allah wants to put up a good quality of a person, He assigns people to be jealous of Him. Those people will keep on talking and others will keep on finding good things about the person. And of course, there will always be, as Imam Ghazali rahimahullah says, there will always be different type of people in the world. We can't help it. This is the rule of the world. He says some people are like bees, like flies. Fly will fly around you. And maybe you have taken, as Imam Ghazali gives a beautiful explanation and the example of it. He says, a good day when you are in a good mood, you took shower, you oil your hair, nice perfume, lotions, everything. And you walk out and the fly comes out and starts flying all around you. He says, perfume, I don't like this. Uh, lotion on his face, no, 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 dirty. Uh, white cloth, nothing for me there. And... Finally, the fly finds a small wound somewhere on your foot, on your forehead, somewhere. There is a small wound on the blood is showing over there. It will go and sit on there. He says there are some people that are like flies. They don't look at any good thing in a person. They would just look for one or two and keep on looking for that blood, for some dirt on his body to sit on it. He said, but when they will start making noise about that wound, on his forehead, everyone else may smell the perfume and may say the nice clothes that he's wearing. So, there will be two types of people. Some people will just keep on looking at the wound, other people will look at the other things. So, this is, I was saying, Yusuf alayhi salatu wasalam, they cut their hands. And see, the test is going through, it's because of, he has a beauty, Allah gave him that gift. So, وَقُلْنَا حَاشَ لِلَّهِ so now when they said this, she comes up, she can't hold her emotions. She says, This is what you people were criticizing me about. You are blaming me about. This is the man. And I'm telling you, I tempted him about himself and he refrained. If he will not do what I'm telling him to do, he will be imprisoned. And I'm going to talk so much against him, that he will be humiliated in our town. So she is threatening now. In front of all of them. And she's saying, he has to do what I'm telling him to do. And what, what is the reaction of these women? Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. He has no right to say no to you. He's your servant. He should listen to you. MashaAllah. See? This is when we have our gathering of that type of gathering. People who will even promote the evil. Who would encourage the evil. Who will say, hey, go ahead. Go ahead. We are behind you. We are with you. Don't worry about it. 
And Yusuf والسلام, is hearing this threat. And he sees all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Subhanallah, what's happening here? And see, look at the dua of Yusuf salam. Rabbi as-sijnu ahabbu ilayya mimma yad'unani ilayya. Oh my Lord, I prefer being in the prison comparing to what, what, what? What she's inviting me to? No, 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 no. What does the Quran say? Mimma yad'unani ilayya. Comparing to what all of these women are inviting me to now. Before it was only one. Now all of them are inviting him to the same thing. Yeah, yeah, you know, he shouldn't refuse, he shouldn't say no. Who is he to say no to you? So now he sees the problem is getting bigger now. Ya Allah, I prefer being in prison comparing to commit a sin. Subhanallah. What a level of taqwa and iman. And what a statement of iman and taqwa that Allah have taught us. I wish Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us that level of taqwa and iman that at the time of any sin, we can say, As-sijnu ahabbu ilayya mimma yad'unani ilayya. And not necessarily a sijn which means being in prison, that being in a difficult situation, not having food, not having money, not having any other resources, going through any difficulty in life is better than committing the sin. I would tolerate any other thing, any other difficulty, but not disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This reminds me when Sahabiyat used to advise their husbands in the morning. It was in the early days of Islam after the hijrah. And they're living with a lot of difficulty. They used to wear the skin of the sheep. This is why Prophet ﷺ during those days made this announcement that I want everyone to take a shower before coming for Jum'ah. Because they smell from the skin of the sheep that they're wearing. They can't afford normal dress. And in those days, Sahabiyat, when the husband is leaving home, will tell their husbands, please make sure you bring us only halal if you can. And if you don't find any halal income, any halal food to bring us, we will starve to death, but we are not willing to eat anything haram. And today we'll say, come on, you know, there is a fatwa, buy it, go ahead. You can be, some scholars say even mortgage is halal now. Do everything. No. Will apply to all of those situations in our life where we are tempted to a sin. And look at his now. His statement, very important. Still, I'm not trusting myself. I'm not depending on myself and my taqwa and my iman and my ibadah. O Allah, if you do not turn their plot away from me, I may incline towards them. I don't trust myself. Ya Allah, please help me. I need your help, Ya Allah. I don't trust myself here. And I will behave ignorantly. This is ignorance to commit that type of sin, to get into that type of situation. So, Ya Allah, I don't want to be of jahileen. Please help me. Right away, Allah answered his dua. And he turned their plot away from him. See, it's not kaiduha. It's not just her plot. Kaiduhun. All of their plot. Now, as this thing happened, everyone else finds out. More people started talking about it. Her husband thought it will be best to just finish everything, to calm the situation down, and at the same time take the blame away from his wife. He decided to imprison Yusuf alayhi salatu wasalam. 
after all of this. He said, he puts Yusuf alayhi salatu was salam in the prison and they decided to imprison him for how long would be the sentencing? Six months? Three, one year? Two years? No. Unlimited period of time. We will decide later. Right now just put him there. And then we will see. Subhanallah. Imprisonment. Which you can say it's almost like a life sentence. That no time is assigned to it. That's it. That's it. You be in there. This is their plan. And why did he do this? He knows. He told her earlier, as Quran tells us, You are the wrongdoer. You are the one who did all of that. And now he imprisons Yusuf والسلام, so that all the blame, as people started talking, people, all the blame will go to Yusuf And everyone will start, of course, uh, as people will start talking about what are they going to say? Oh yeah, he was the man, he was the slave, and he was the one who did it. And you know, this is the person, yeah, he deserved this. Okay. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted to get everything out on the right time. Many times we act very impatiently. And we say, right now, I want this right now. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, see, she did zulm on me, and he is doing zulm on me, and he, they are putting all the blame on me. Ya Allah, right now, I want them, you to punish them. I want the earth to swallow them up. It doesn't work that way. You just be patient, and you keep your connection to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No complaints. Very, very important lesson. Don't complain. Say, Allah, if this is what you like for me, I'm happy with this. Ya Allah, as long as you are not upset, I'm happy. Regardless of what I have to go through, I'm happy. He's happy to be in the prison. He's happy to be in that situation. No complaints. There were two other people who were also in the prison with him. Once they both came to him and each of them narrates a dream that he had seen. Now we see two things are repeating in Yusuf Salam's story. One is dreams. What is the other thing? What is the other thing? Think about it. They both saw a dream. One said, Inni arani khamra. I saw in my dream that I was squeezing wine. The other one said, I saw I was carrying bread on my head and birds are eating from it. Please tell us the meaning of this dream. And when they asked him the meaning of the dream, what did they say? We see that you are a very, very pious person, kind person. You are a person of Ihsan. Subhanallah. Getting that title in the prison with that blame is not an easy thing. Of course, if you will tell people, you know, they are just accusing me of this and they imprison me for nothing. They just made that case against me and I was really, and uh, I didn't do anything. I will say, yeah, we all do say the same. Everyone in the prison says the same thing. Just like once a, pr a prime minister of a country went to visit uh, a hospital of the mad people, insane people. So... He's walking by the hallway and they all are standing by the windows and they're watching him. So one of them, he reached out and he said, Who are you? He said, I'm the prime minister of this country. He said, Welcome. We all used to say the same thing before we came in. So 
you came to the right place. So they both saw that dream. Um, and they're saying, Inna Yusuf, you are really of a muhsineen, very kind and a generous person. So please, we, would, we trust you for what you would tell us. Yusuf والسلام, look at the hikmah, look at the wisdom that Allah gave Anbiya and we are just teaching us through these incidents that are narrated in Quran. Instead of telling them the meaning of the dream right away, he held it back. And he said, before you get your food, if it was like in the morning, before you get your lunch, if it is in the afternoon, before you get your dinner, he's taking time. And he's saying, before you get your meal, next meal, I will tell you the meaning of the dream. And then he starts his da'wah, because now they need him. They are in the mood of listening to him. He realizes that they consider him of al-muhsineen and they trust him. So he said, the meaning that I will tell you of the dream, that is of the things that Allah have taught me. See, now he wants to talk about Allah. And again, very important reminder, as we see in the story of all the Anbiya and it's very, very important, extremely important. I have no words to emphasize the importance of this issue of keep on talking about the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and about akhirah with our people and especially with our families and our children. See, we see the problem with all of those nations. What was the main problem? They forgot Allah, the oneness of Allah, and they, they forgot akhirah. Are we going to be resurrected? Are we going to be raised? Are we going to come back to life? They're always objecting that. And even now it's going into that direction. People going away from Allah and going away from akhirah. This is what will take the deen and iman away from people's life. May Allah protect everyone. But that is the way of protection. Always talk about Allah. We, we take it as, no, this is a very simple thing. This is a normal thing. I don't need to talk about Allah, about oneness of Allah. I don't need to talk about Akhirah. I just need to teach them about a few things of the faraid that they will perform. And that's it. Now they are ready to go out. No, they will not do these faraid if they don't believe in Allah, if they don't believe in Akhirah. They will not be able to hold on to these things if their iman is not there about Allah and the iman of Akhirah. These are the most important beliefs of every human being the two beliefs of Allah oneness of Allah and Akhirah and number two remember these two beliefs are based on believing in Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa if a person doesn't believe in Prophet he's not going to believe in Allah if a person doesn't believe in Prophet he's not going to believe in Akhirah so believe in Allah and Akhirah is the most important but it depends on believing on Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa so therefore these three things are must and you will see the ayat or the surahs of Quran, not the ayat, the surahs of Quran, surah after surahs, the long surahs start from Baqarah, Al-Imran, Nisa, and you keep on moving forward, you will see that these beliefs are emphasized on so much that it's almost one third of the Quran talking about oneness of Allah, talking about Akhirah, and the need of Anbiya alayhimu salatu wassalam. So, now see he starts talking that, you know, I will tell you the meaning of the dream, but it's not something that I will learn from books, it's not my own ability. We like to take the credit for ourselves. We do anything good, yeah, I did it, I did it. I want everyone to raise the flags with my name and say, yeah, he is the one, he is the one. No, these are the things that Allah have taught me. Subhanallah, all the credit 
Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Goes back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then he says, How did Allah teach me this? Because I left the religion of those who don't believe in Allah. See? And they disbelieve in the hereafter. Same thing. He's mentioning the two beliefs. See? Those who don't believe in Allah, and they disbelieve in the hereafter. Subhanallah. As I was just mentioning, these are the beliefs. And then, the third one that I said, these two based on, وَاتَّبَعْتُ مِلَّةَ آبَائِ إِبْرَاهِيمَ وَإِسْحَاقَ وَيَعْقُوبِ And I followed the religion of my forefathers, Ibrahim, Ishaq, and Yaqub. Do we see the three things going together here? So, Allah, Akhirah, and then, Anbiya alayhimu salatu wassalam. How did I follow Allah in Akhirah? How do I know about Allah in Akhirah? وَاتَّبَعْتُ مِلَّةَ آبَائِ إِبْرَاهِيمَ وَإِسْحَاقَ وَيَعْقُوبِ I followed. This following is very important. I followed the ways and the religion of my forefathers Ibrahim, Ishaq, and Yaqub It is not for us to associate any partners with Allah. All of what we have is Allah's bounty on us and all people. But most of the people are ungrateful to Allah. Continues, Ya Sahibai Sajin. Oh my partners of the prison, What do you think? Multiple gods, many gods are better, or just having one Allah who is Al-Wahid, who is only one Al-Qahar, Almighty. Whatever you worship beside Allah are just some names that you have assigned. You gave these idols name, you made these idols. Antum abaukum, you your fathers gave them some names, you made idols, assigned a name to them, and you start worshipping them. There is no proof about these things being God or these things being worthy of worship. In And now he comes down to the final matter that all decisions are in the hands of Allah. All matters are in the control of Allah. He have commanded us not to worship anyone beside him. That is the straight religion. But most of the people, especially he's talking now in a country where there is shirk all over, most of the people are unaware and they don't know. All my partners of the prison. Now he's telling them the meaning of the dream. One of you who so is squeezing the wine, he will be the one who would be serving the wine to the king. And the other person, Fayuslab, he will be crucified. And they will leave him on the cross for such a long time that birds will start eating from his hand, from his head. Then he said to the one who saw the first dream, squeezing the wine, he said, when you go out to the king, mention me there and tell him, Remember the person that is in the prison, that is there without any fault, without any reason, without any hearing, without any time limit. Tell him, at least mention me to him, because you will be there with him all the time. This person, after he went out, he got that position, he forgot about Yusuf One day the king saw a dream. And he started asking people the meaning of that dream. And this is when this person remembers, I know someone who really know the true interpretation of the dream. I should talk to that person. And now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala narrates the dream of the king. And then Yusuf alayhi salam interpreting the dream. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
changing the whole situation for Sayyidina Yusuf alayhi salatu wasalam. Inshallah, we'll continue from there. But you need to find out what is the second thing that is repeated in the story of Sayyidina Yusuf alayhi salatu wasalam. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala khayri khalqi. Sayyidina wa nabiyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Alhamdulillah.